I am Steph the DM, and I am here with Lexi, who is Moira's player. Do say hi to the people. Hello, people. And today we are going to do Moira's one-shot, and we are going to find out the who's, the what's, the why's, what makes Moira tick, uh, where did she come from, and that's what we're going to just jump right into here. province of Sahain, the goddess of the moon, there is a very large, beautiful city, which is where Maro originally came from. Uh, it is a city called Ithilbao, uh, which in Elvish apparently means moon bay, because I am awesome. We're on brand <laughs> I am awesome. So, no, I'm just kidding, uh, because I Google things. So, uh, Ithilbao. It's a large city with a well-guarded port it's right on the edge of um, Crescent Cove. And from a distance, it, it appears like it's constantly shrouded in fog. But once a person enters, it becomes very clear that there's magic at work. Thalbao is actually cloaked in constant night, and it's bathed in eternal moonlight. As the moon goddess does live here, so she has a certain way she enjoys things. There are intricate silver gates surrounding the city with uh, sharp red guards at every post. There are large yellow-gold banners that hang from the guard posts, and each member of the guard uh, wear matching yellow-gold tabards, and with the crescent, moon, and silver thread on all their tabards, the sign of the goddess Sahain. And the buildings are all made of like polished stones and marble, even in the less prosperous parts of the city. It's just like the larger the building, the more prosperous a person that resides there or a business that resides there. And all the roads are paved with crushed shell. During the true night here, you can actually see the stars, but when it's quote-unquote day, but still very dark here, there are no stars. And it's a city that kind of feels dreamlike, which seems pretty fitting. And there's trees that rustle in a sea breeze, and the air is cool, fresh, and slightly salty. And this is where Amara grew up, in a fairly prosperous family of noble merchants called the Blackwood family. They own a shop in kind of the upper tier of the city called Dark Bargains. And this is, this is where we, we join Mara. She's working her typical shift at Dark Bargains. You tend to be put in the actual shop. Mara is often known to be hardworking. And, and uh, she's got a keen eye for business and quite proud of it. It is a beautiful shop. And your family does own the entirety of the building. Because they are really well off. <laughs> and your father, Mikhail is the main owner, as well as your mother, Vicky, and you also live with your brother, Lars. Uh, so we start here in your father's shop, uh, Dark Bargains. And the shop kind of sells and specializes in hard-to-find, rare, sometimes taboo items. Your father has a knack for kind of finding things that people probably don't want found. You know, sometimes there are monkey paws in the shop, you know, and other various dark, creepy items that of magical purpose. There's definitely the occasional sex toy in there. The problem, <laughs> sure. You know, whatever is interesting, I'm sure your father takes it in. So it's kind of a, what's that creepy shop in Harry Potter? It's kind of like that. I, I know what you're talking about. It's like, they're definitely like the oddities shop. Yes. Like you find like, like yeah. bones and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, like random human skull and you're like, why? You're like, is this fake? <laughs> oh, it's not fake. Oh, it's not. <laughs> oh, great. 
But somehow he makes a lot of money doing this, and for him. they have for generations. Mm. And this is what you were born into, kind of a ritzy, upper-crust sort of feel. Mm. A very different Moira exists in Ithelbao. <laughs> so rebranding, bitches. <laughs> rebranding. Yeah, so you're in the shop, just minding it. Okay. Well, how, would, how would Moira be minding the shop? So, probably a younger... And what we're used to tomorrow would we'll probably um, be like poking around, just making sure everything's like where it's supposed to be, you know, everything's clean, everything, you know, keeping an eye on things, making sure there's anyone in the store, they're not doing any shady. Someone <laughs> would definitely know if anyone's doing anything shady. For sure, yeah. How about uh, we roll for shady views? Uh, we'll roll for perception to see if we see any creepos in the shop that you can throw up. Oh, fuck. That's an eight. <laughs> 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 For those of you who can't see, the DM just rolled in at 20 for some thieving bitch in the store. <laughs> so, the true story. The revenge. So you're a little distracted today. You know, like, been a little tense in your family home situation. And you were kind of put on the shift, even though it's not supposed to be your shift. It's supposed to be Lars's shift today. But somehow here you are. So you're kind of pissed off. You're not paying as close attention as you could. And you lose a little bit of merchandise. Without even noticing, honestly. It isn't until probably a few hours later when uh, your mother kind of comes down to check on you that she notices there's a extremely valuable item missing. A, we're just going to say it's a diamond containing a high-level spell went missing <laughs> somehow from like the the display that's like closest to you. So she doesn't even know how that even happened. <laughs> Obviously, like, very stressed out about this. Uh, Moira, dear, where is the Diamond of Death Dealing? Oh, did someone buy that earlier? It was supposed to be on display here, so I hope someone bought it. It's a 7,000 gold item. Someone? Thinking back, well, there's a few people that came in, but no one spent that much money on anything. Great. Something else that we have to tell your father? Great. What else do you have to tell? Oh, you know, just the usual, the books aren't making ends, and your mother does the books, and by does the books, you can kind of make assumptions about what's happening to those books, Mm -hmm. cooking the books comes to mind, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so they may not just be making all their money off of these shops, you're not sure, but... Oh, we'll see some payments for some regulars. We're gonna have to chase them down. And now this theft of one of the very high-priced items in the store. Jolly good. I mean, it's. I'm sorry. Like I have been keeping an eye on things all day, but in the long run, you know, these things happen. I'm really, really sorry. Oh, don't even worry about it. It's to be expected. She kind of says like snarkily at you, like you get the (laughs) salt. I'm spilling some tea. Uh, <laughs> She's spilling some tea. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to kind of hold it in. No. <laughs> and the inside, I'm like screaming, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, right. well uh, dinner should be in an hour, so do come up and meet us. Dressed. Yeah. She looks you up and down, uh, holding like her wrist, kind of head tilted kind of look, and looks you up and down and goes, come to dinner, yes, I will see you in an hour, and she kind of leaves. Just screaming internally, like. <laughs> Just screaming internally. <laughs> Hashtag retail job. <laughs> Hashtag, did we base this too much off my own life? Um, you gave me the information, I just went with it. Um, you're like, ah, how do I base why do I make a film? I'm make a story. Oh, it's me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you have an hour. What would you like to do with that hour? I mean, 
you can assume assumedly close the shop yep. for the evening. It's probably what your way, your mother's way of being like, close the shop, go do something else. All right, I'm gonna put something else valuable where in place of the diamond, <laughs> so just diamond. something okay. as obvious. Sure. Uh, for funsies, we'll need an investigation check to see if you can find something good to put in there. Sixteen. Yeah, that's enough. You find um, you find a, a piece of jewelry that's enchanted with some sort of bizarre curse. You're not 100 percent sure. You just know you're not supposed to touch it with your hands directly. So you have to carefully, with gloves, put it into the place where the diamond used to be. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and secretly, I'm like, oh, if only I could curse my family with this. <laughs> but I won't. I won't. I won't. I'm a good girl. I'm a good child. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, you still. Have probably like an hour, so we're just gonna go directly to dinner. Like, what? Um, go out in the town for a bit. Like, what are you gonna do? Um, I'll probably go in my room okay. for a bit sure. and try and find something to wear. Sure. Um, so my parents don't know. Cool. So you go off to your room and tell me what Moira's childhood bedroom would look like. So Moira's childhood bedroom, um, I would definitely imagine it being like an organized chaos. Okay. Um, where like there's just like a stranger walking in would be like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, I don't understand where like these things don't belong where they should be. But like Moira definitely knows where everything is. <laughs> like she'd be like, I need to find this pair of shoes and just pulls it from a random pile. Okay. <laughs> like I definitely see like an organized chaos for her. Like the uh, maids are not allowed in your room kind of deal. Oh, absolutely not. Okay. No, she like hides some like shady stuff in there. <laughs> um yeah, no, she has things she definitely should not be having. <laughs> As most of your family probably does. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm Legal stuff, not stuff. <laughs> that bad. She's uh, just throwing her arms out like, hey. hey. Um, yeah, and definitely has like, definitely like a really like simple, basic bed that's definitely hasn't been made in a million sure. years. Sure. Draw like I kind of see it as like a lot of things. It's like a weird combination of like too neat, but also like, did someone just like? vomit garbage in here. <laughs> just, like, vomit clothes. Like, so it was, like, clean floor, clean floor, clean floor, pile of tra- trash kind of deal? Like, not really trash, just, like, random shit that she owns. Like, Okay, cool. So you just have, like, random nests of items yeah, surrounded by polished floor. She's, like, basically a goblin. <laughs> goblin. Goblin tiefling. <laughs> My shiny cookie cookies. <laughs> so you go up to your room. Uh, you peruse your closet. Uh, I guess give me um, an investigation check to, to find an acceptable outfit. Dirty 20. The dirty 20, yeah. With a dirty 20, you can find whatever you want. Describe your outfit. Based on, like, how formal I would think this family would be. Probably, like, a really, really pretty dress. It would probably be... So where was, like, a... a blue skin teeth like it would probably be like one of those like blue crushed velvet dresses nice, like really velvet. like yes nice and like it's like tight on the top with like some really pretty jewels and all right, this, like all right. flowy skirt sure um digging it that's wearing, probably wearing dinner gloves as well no she's no, not that fancy not that fancy okay no no she like everyone else maybe but not her it's like no i'm gonna shove this food right. in my face with cool. my hands um right. so you critify uh and you're like this will do and then you just head on out to dinner yeah. Alright, so you head on down to dinner. Your family's kind of already waiting. You have an enormous dinner table. It's like, it's like every bad cartoon you ever see with like the rich person and there's like, they're like miles away from each other. One person at one end of the table and the other person at the other end kind of deal. Um, and that's kind of what this table situation is. It's like you're in Buckingham Palace and the queen is sitting at the head of the table and like you guys are just kind of somewhere in the middle. Uh, so you guys aren't even like close, but you're still somehow having dinner together. <laughs> Ah, oh, just how I like it. Uh, 
so your father's at the head of the table and he's they're they're all just waiting and, and uh you've like servants who essentially go around and serve you all meals and cut up everything for you and it's hardcore fans, you know, like really beautiful chandelier in this dining room kind of deal, like upper crust shit. Moira's definitely nice to the servants. Yeah. She definitely knows they could fuck up her life otherwise. Sure. Yeah. You're friendly with the servants, which your mother does not appreciate. Well, yeah. you know what? They probably spit in her food, so. They probably do. They probably. I don't Actually, have roll to investigate to see if they should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> investigate spit in food. If you want, you can. No, I'm Could be more like a medicine check, though. <laughs> uh, what disease are you going to get today, Mom? Um, purple lip, please. Purple lip, please. Okay. So, no, no one is getting purple or blues at dinner. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, you know, you all start having this beautifully served dinner. You're uh, across from your brother, Lars. Your mother is a purple-skinned tiefling. Mm-hmm. Your father is a um, red-skinned tiefling. And your brother is human. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. It does happen. You know, a lot of times there are human parents that produce tiefling children. But it's more of a rare thing, to your knowledge, for tiefling parents to produce the reverse uh, human-looking child. Does he have any, like, weird, like, abilities that, like, tieflings would usually have? Or is he just, like, straight human? He's straight human. Okay. Yeah, that's really odd. Uh, he's this dark-haired, blue-eyed, pale-skinned human male. He kind of looks Jon Snow, mm-hmm. but not as handsome. Like, okay. Fatter than Jon Snow. Jon Snow. <laughs> like beer belly Jon Snow. Beer belly Jon Snow. I think that's a, the way I'm going to describe him. Uh, <laughs> I love it. He looks, rather than like, oh, that scruff looks nice. It's like, ooh, you should shave. <laughs> like, really? But he's still dressed in like really fancy clothes. Like, see see also every shitty nobleman in every cartoon ever. <laughs> or like the like weird comedy where like the guy, there's like this scruffy looking guy who has to dress up nice. He just looks so yeah. out of place. Yeah, just out of, that's, yeah, that's how this, that's how you're brother Lars looks. He's combed back his hair, but rather than making it look nice, it just looked kind of greasy. Ooh, yeah. He tried, buddy. He tried. He tried. But your mother does not show him any scorn for it. Like, unlike with you, where, like, you come down and you feel her judging you, he's sitting at the table and it's almost like he could do no, do no wrong. And your father is sitting at the head of the table, carefully cutting his food. He's kind of like a dignified looking tiefling. His horns are, like, more like a goat's, where they they kind of just go back. They slope mm-hmm. back over his head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And his hair is, like, just over his shoulders as well, like your brother's almost. Mm-hmm. And it's also dark. He has black eyes. Totally black. Mm-hmm. And he has tied back his hair, kind of, like mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast style kind of thing, where it's, like, not really tied in a pony. It's just kind of back. Yep. And he is wearing, like, a dinner jacket and, like, think, like, French royalty. That's what your dad's dressed. Hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. And he's um, gingerly cutting his meat, and he takes a bite of his food, thinking he's more up there. I must tell you, today I was talking to your mother, and she told me that you lost the Diamond of Death. I don't know how you could conceivably do this, darling. It was literally right next to you. What were you doing? I was making sure everything else was in order, and, I mean, someone must have snuck in, I mean... Honestly, some of these thieves are unbelievably good at what they do. I don't know how it happened. I'm really sorry. Well, it's going to have to come out of your allowance, Ducky. All right, I understand. And he just keeps eating his food. And your brother goes... <laughs> he's sitting across from you. He's got peas in his nose. He's like a big fucking buffoon. He's older than you, but he acts like a fucking dumbass. And your parents, like, don't even... It's like they don't see him doing these terrible things, like, or they choose not to. It's really strange. I'm sure if Lars worked today, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> uh, I mean, actually, your mother says something to that effect. Like, Lars, darling, you know, if you had taken your shift appropriately, this would have happened. 
husband. You need to, you know, I know you were pursuing that girl in town, but you need to pay more attention to the family business. After all, your father has something very exciting to share with you, don't you, dear? And Mikhail looks up and says, yes, actually I do. Yes, I, uh, I wanted to make an announcement, family. I have finally decided who's inheriting the business. Now, Moira's been working her tail off, literally working your tail off to get the business because it's a lot of money, it's stability, and you know you're good at it. Like, you know, the theft aside, you're better at haggling for merchandise, you're better at finding it, uh, and you're better at setting up. Like, you've gone on missions, essentially, to retrieve special items, and you're good at it. You kind of shine. Whereas your brother barely works. He spends most of his time kind of chasing women, and he's just not good at that either. <laughs> he's roasted. <laughs> he's just not good at that either. Uh, he thinks he's a ladies' man, though. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? That kind of Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's like, I'm so good. Ladies love so me. Awesome. And they're all like, run. <laughs> Hard pass. No thanks, buddy. <laughs> no, do not buy me a drink. You live down Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I wouldn't go that far, but he's not like shady. He's just not smart. Oh, nice. He's just an idiot. <laughs> he would genuinely buy them a drink, but no one is down for that because if he buys them a drink, he'll also make them feel terrible about themselves. <laughs> oh, is he one of those guys like I bought you a drink? Yeah, you should have sex he, with me. Well, I mean, I don't know if he'd go quite that far. That's a little aggressive, but he would be like, "Well, I bought you dinner." <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, I get it. You know I mean? one of those. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I, I thought you were my girlfriend now, because I bought you dinner. <laughs> like, we're definitely dating now. You want to get married? I bought you dinner. <laughs> He's that guy. Oh, God. Yeah. He's that guy. Every every woman in town knows, in, in the city knows, too. Like, it's like they they spread the word to the grapevine, like, avoid, avoid at all costs. <laughs> Huge money. Tiny brain. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, unfortunately, that's him, in a nutshell. <laughs> And and so she's like, yes, you, I, I know you're trying to find, you know, a wife and all that, but you do need to pay more attention to the business. And your father goes, right, like I was saying, the business. I've decided that uh, my heir should be my oldest, as it's right and fitting. And, and uh, you know, of course, uh, that would make Lars the ideal figurehead for the family. I mean, and he does have such a trustworthy human face. So I'm kind of like re- trying to reel it in, like really trying to reel it in. <laughs> But I'm mad. <laughs> sure. So I just kind of, like, break. Like You break? I break. I'm like, all right. So what has he done for the business that proves that he can keep this afloat, keep this anything from just falling apart? And your father goes, Maura, this is not up for discussion. This, this is literally what is happening. I've made this decision. But and why? I expect you to support your brother in this role. I will never support him for what he's doing. I never. He can do whatever he wants and live his life, but I will never support this decision. To get up and leave after you say that? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, that's like, oh no. <laughs> so you get up, you don't even excuse yourself, you just go, and your father's like shouting after you. I assume you ignore him. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so you storm back up to your room, I assume, or yeah. do you leave? Fuck it, I leave. You leave. Okay, so you go out into the city. If Elbao is beautiful. It is actual night right now, so you can see stars. In the daytime, though, because it, the city is constantly in moonlight and dark mm-hmm. by magical purposes, it just looks like night with no stars. Mm-hmm. But in the in the nighttime, there's actually stars and like a big, beautiful. There's always a crescent moon here. Always, mm-hmm. even even when the moon's supposed to be full, mm-hmm. there's always a crescent moon. Yeah. And the city is kind of awash in this ethereal light. And so you go into the city. 
because it's soothing for you. And where we're ahead. There's taverns, there's shops, there's guilds. It's a city. Probably go to a guild. Okay. We'll go to a guild. What kind of guild are you looking for? What kind of guilds are available? It's a city. So pretty much any guild you can imagine is probably here. Remind me of the different kinds of guilds are usually. Uh, so there are artisan guilds, there are thieves guilds, there are adventure guilds. Farmers, craftsmen, brewers, like things like that. Should probably do like an adventurers guild. Adventurers guild. Yeah. Okay. So you wander over to the the Bay Adventurers. Mm-hmm. So you wander over to this guild, and there's just it's pretty raucous this mm-hmm. time of night. And there's a lot of different people from all different places. Like in general, because the city is dark all the time, a lot of the folks around here tend to just prefer darkness. So mm-hmm. usually the people that are kind of more, I'm going to say, native to Ithilbao mm. are, like, Drow and Tiefling and Durger and you know, Moon Elves and folks of that sort of nature. Mm. So you go to the Adventurer's Guild and it's kind of a brush, breath of fresh air. Because mm. um, there's dwarves and gnomes and, you know, orcs and humans and Easterner and all different sorts of people, you know, portals, all kind of glommed in here. It's a really big guild. It's one of the bigger guilds mm-hmm. in the city. I mean, there's like a huge wall full of like postings for jobs and, you know, bounties that you can collect for money. And because, you know, a, a lot of the police stations will just post bounties here, knowing mm-hmm. that adventurers will come and take it for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's bounties on the wall and there's, and there's different jobs, like local, local towns looking for, you know, help with different mundane tasks or wizards looking for someone to go get them a special magical item, that kind of thing. Um, and it also functions as like a, a place to stay mm-hmm. for adventurers for like a more reasonable fee than some of the pricier inns mm-hmm. that are actually around the city if they're working a job for one of the sister guilds. Mm-hmm. So this place is almost like a, I guess a flop house is not a nice word, but that's kind of what I'm going to call it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of raucous and a little lowbrow. Mm-hmm. You wander in and someone throws someone else into a table <laughs> and, like, knocks shit over and starts a bar fight. And, you know, that's the kind of environment you've just wandered into. My, I'm still wearing my evening oh, wear. Yeah, I'm, so I look so out of place. Oh my god, I love it. It's so great. Yeah. Are people, like, staring at me? Uh, they're all really involved in whatever fight is happening, like, schoolyard style. Like, fight, fight, fight! There's, like, a big fucking bugbear trying to take, take on a turtle. <laughs> oh, I'm so interested. The turtle's on his back spinning like a top. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Alright, so I look at um, some of the postings. Okay. Anything in particular you're looking for? Honestly, just anything to keep my mind off things. Okay. You want to just roll me an investigation check, I guess? 14. Were you looking at the job postings or were you looking at like the wanted posters? I'm looking for anything that's going to be local in the area, so... Okay. So there are local job postings for, like, small shops that need people for, like, a day or two to do inventory or help with stock or mm-hmm. things like that. So, like, some of your father's competition magic shops mm-hmm. are looking for help. Mm-hmm. Twinkle's Trinkets is looking for uh, someone to mind the shop in the afternoons while they tend to other business mm-hmm. for, the, for the store. And you know that that's, like, one of your father's competition. Mm-hmm. They apparently are looking for someone else to take a job for them in the mm. afternoon, and it looks like they're paying a decent amount of gold. Mm. Well, it's like three gold a day mm. to mind the shop. Mm. Whenever they're available, it says, contact me, go for more details. Mm. And there's like a another one that's like for the armory, and it's still toe armory in need of apprentice smith mm. kind of stuff. Okay. I want to look at the job for the competitor. Okay, for Twinkle's Trinkets. Mm. Okay. Mm. So do you pull it off the wall? Pretty okay, much yeah. just gave you the whole thing. You yeah. Just, so if you know that if you want a job from an adventurer's guild, mm. you will have to go up to the guild master, mm. tell them you're accepting the job, mm. um, and essentially put all your details in, mm. so that way they know you're legit. Mm. 
So do you head up to the booth? Yeah, sure. Okay. <clears throat> so you head up to the main booth, uh, which is also a bar. <laughs> There's a large orcish man mm-hmm. behind the booth. He's got really big tusks. He's gray-skinned. Mm-hmm. And he's completely bald. Mm-hmm. And he looks like he probably was an adventurer and then just opened a guild. Mm-hmm. He's not in armor, but he's kind of, like, exploding a little bit mm-hmm. out of his, like, regular people clothing. Because mm-hmm. he's just a very large man. Mm-hmm. And he kind of... He's kind of in the midst of being like, Fight! 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 As you're coming up, because he's watching the fight. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me? Excuse me? Fight! Hi. Oh! Oh, hey. hello! Hey! How can I help you? Hey! Um, I wanted to accept this job. Wanted to accept the job? Yes, That's great! I just need your name. Um, I'm Wonder Blackwood. And he takes a... He reaches under the counter, mm-hmm. and he pulls out a scroll mm-hmm. with, like, ink and, like, a feather pen quill kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, that's for twinkles there. She'll be excited. That's been up there for weeks. Uh, obviously, we'll be starting tonight. This is a tomorrow job. Yeah, totally fine. She doesn't open at night. Seems obvious. But yeah. Some folks are weird, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It's okay. Uh, it's like, I just need your name. Uh, Moira Blackwood, please. Right. <laughs> Blackwood, you say? Yes. As in the Blackwood noble family. What you doing working for the competition, darling? Mm, really like to show my work. Oh, okay, well, can't guarantee she'll take you. Just, you know, make sure you're not stealing any secrets. I don't know how it works with magic shops, so I want to do it. <laughs> no, I get it. No, don't worry about it. All right, I'll take your information. I'll send it out to her. Thank you. And he whistles, and uh, from behind the bar, you notice a uh, raven mm-hmm. is perched. Like, So, like, you know how the bars, if you go to a bar, there's usually, like, a mirrored space where all the booze is? Mm-hmm. In that mirrored space, there's also a perch, mm-hmm. and there was a raven perched there, mm-hmm. and a really large one, and he flies over at the whistle, mm-hmm. perches on the orc's shoulder, and then he gives her the little rolled-up note. Oh, is she friendly? Oh, yeah, she is. You could pet her. Oh, yeah, okay, I pet her. She kind of tilts her head and kind of, like, opens her beak at you and looks at you with one eye. Like, she's loving the scritches. Aww. Like, good scritches. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's good. She's a good old thing. Oh, she's precious. Yeah, Nana's good, aren't you? Aww. And uh, she surprises you by going, Nana! Aww. <laughs> I there, no. point to myself, Lyra. Nana! <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, yeah, okay, you take this. And he gives it a rolled up piece of, piece of paper. And he looks at the bird and he says, to twinkle. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> and the bird flies out through. There's like a, you look and behind you, there's like a, a bunch of windows in the front. Like, you know, kind of two bigger windows, but then there's like smaller ones at the top. Mm. Looks like one at the top is specifically open. Mm. Possibly for this purpose, for him to deliver messages when needed. Mm. So Nana flies out the window into the night with, with a message. Bye, You'll receive a message from Nana in the morning if you're to report. And if not, then uh, we know where to find you for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, everyone does. Your your dad is going to have my hide, though. So don't tell him I gave you this. Oh, I was going to say, don't say anything to him on my behalf. I don't want to die. It's fair. Well, I (laughs) suppose we have a mutual agreement here. Seems fair. It's lovely meeting you. You as well, Miss Moria. Careful, there's some ruffians in this sort. It's a good fight, though. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a good fight. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Alright, and he just kind of turns back and starts cheering for the fight again. It looks like now the turtle is winning. As he, like, the bugbear is curled up on the ground, covering his head, and just like, ah! 
while a turtle is just taking like a big fuck off club to his face. <laughs> like, well, I'm gonna break up now for it. <laughs> he kind of leaps over the, the bar and the whole bar kind of shakes mm. as he does this, which immediately silences everyone and he's like, alright, we're done now. And he just kind of separates them. Love it. Easily. <laughs> like, probably could have done this the whole time. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. You should have chose not to. I completely respect that. <laughs> Alright. Alright. And then where to? I'm going to sneak home. Okay. And hopefully not get seen. Alright. Uh, give me some sneaky sneaks. Sneaky sneaks. Stealthy boys. Thirteen. Mm-hmm. So there are guards. Mm-hmm. You you are a part of a no- noble house. I'm not super worried about the guards. Okay. Uh, so one of the guards <clears throat> does spot you. Mm-hmm. You are familiar with this particular guard. Mm-hmm. And he sees you and locks eyes with you, and it looks like he's debating on whether or not to blow his whistle. Please don't say anything. Be in a big fight. I just, I needed to get out of the house. Yeah, you persuasion roll? Nineteen. Yeah. He's just like, waves at you and like pretends he didn't see you. Um I'm assuming <laughs> I probably have like some gold on me. I, I mean, he'll probably hit you up for it later. Okay, yeah. He just kind of waves at you like I didn't see nothing. Oh, you want, bud? And kind of wanders on. He's a uh, pink-skinned tiefling man mm-hmm. with, you know, the guard, standard guard uniform here. You know, your father kind of moves up a few more of them around the area. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Greases some palms. But this guy seems pretty chill, so he's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Oh, you want money. So you sneak in and make it back to your room, uh, apparently without anyone being any the wiser. Mm-hmm. No one's waiting for you. Mm-hmm. You didn't expect anyone to be. Nope. Do you go to sleep? Um, I'm probably going to stay up for a little bit, kind of figure out what I want to do from here. Okay. But um, maybe I'll probably be up for maybe an hour or so just trying to deal with all of it. Sure. But then I'll probably go to bed. Okay. So you're sitting there trying to make a plan to deal with all of it. Uh, what you do know about your father's inheritance, uh, even though you're not the oldest, you've made a point to learn. Mm-hmm. You know that under the house, there is a large vault mm-hmm. where your father keeps the majority of his deeds and important documents and inheritances and specifically some of the things that are going to be a part of what he gives your brother mm-hmm. to mark him as the new head of household. Mm-hmm. So you have knowledge of that existence. You know it's probably going to happen soon. I'll just give you that kernel of knowledge and more can do whatever she wants with that. We'll go look at it. Go down to the vault to look at it? I'm not going to do it yet. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do it yet. <laughs> okay. We'll go to bed first. All right, goes to bed. Here, thinks the thought of Nugget, and then goes to bed. I'm like, hmm, I could do something shady. But so, you know what? Not right now. I'm too tired. So the next morning you wake up, and it's earlier than you remember. It's earlier than you would generally wake up. Mm-hmm. But you're waking up because you hear a tapping on your window, like a... Now, you are several floors up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there should be no tapping on your window because there aren't any trees this tall mm-hmm. in the city. This is weird. And your family is actually posh enough that they own glass windows as well. Mm-hmm. So you hear on the glass just... All right, go check it out. Okay. You look, and there is a very large raven mm-hmm. that you are quite familiar with, with a letter in her beak, mm-hmm. tapping and, like, looking at you with her one eye kind of deal. You know how birds look at you with the one eye, like, mm-hmm. hello, I love you? Hello. hello. And that's what's happening as she's she's kind of gripped, like, on the windowsill Mm -hmm. and tapping, Mm -hmm. waiting for you to... Okay, so you drop the the window, she hops onto the sill, and she drops the note and says, Nana? And give her some pets. Give her some pets. She seems happy with the pets. Do you you, uh, you read the note? Yeah. The last one petting (laughs) one. She takes these scratches. She's big. 
for a raven. Mm-hmm. Like she's almost hawk sized. It's kind of crazy. I love it. <laughs> and so you read the letter, and it appears to be from um, Twinkle, mm-hmm. who runs your father's competition shop just mm-hmm. up the road. It's not in as nice a part of the city. Mm-hmm. Hard to compete with that. But it's known for you know the owner being extremely pleasant. Like she's a very loyal group that comes to her, and she's. Also known for, like, high-quality, affordably-priced magical gear. Mm. Usually usually she likes very glam and glitz kind of stuff. Mm. Like shinies. Mm. Uh, so you see, <laughs> you see in this kind of scrawling, cursive, it's very delicately thought-out handwriting mm. that says, um, Dear Miss Moira, we have reviewed your qualifications and have deemed you worthy for one day of temporary service. Mm. Please report immediately upon receipt of note to Twinkle's Trinkets mm. for like training or something. It says something to, to like of, you know, for tryout. Mm. Okay. And then it says, um, sincerely yours, warm regards. Uh, twinkle. Mm. Alright, cool. So you're ready and like, peace out. Okay, so Na- Nana flies out the window. Mm. Probably conceivably back to Bay Adventure Guilds. Mm. And you head out. Mm. Give me a survival check to see if you can find your way quickly to Twinkle's. Eleven. Okay. Takes you some time. Mm. It's morning. And it's a really, first of all, it's a big house that you live in, so sometimes even you get lost. Mm. So you kind of wander through the halls like, oh no, I don't need breakfast. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, and you're trying to, like, avoid your family as well as mm-hmm. servants, so that way you're just kind of getting out. Mm-hmm. So it takes a little more time. But you do manage to, like, probably within 30 to 40 minutes of receiving the letter and making it to Twinkles. Mm-hmm. When we get there, you see it's it's a much smaller shop mm-hmm. in a not-as-nice part of the city. Mm-hmm. But it is well cared for. You can tell, like, the, the front walkway is washed. You know, you can tell she probably just swept and... Mm-hmm. and all the knobs and things are polished, and the window display is very carefully laid out. When you walk up, the sign is kind of bedazzled, mm. in a way. So it's like she took a bunch of shiny rocks and put her shop name very carefully, and the, the shop appears to be closed. But you can see there's someone moving around in the shop behind the door, who you assume is probably too cool. Mm. Right, so I go in. Okay. So a little bell ding above your head as you walk in and you hear uh, a small voice go, We're closed? We're closed? Oh! I was expecting you! Good, yes, yes. And a small goblin woman wanders out and she has very large white poofy hair mm-hmm. that's like curled and styled. Mm-hmm. She's wearing like an extremely gaudy, sparkly pink dress. Mm-hmm. That's just like, it's just really gaudy. It's like flamingo pink. She's wearing like bright pink lipstick and like really long eyelash extensions. And she's something to look at for sure. She She's trying to look extra fancy, you can tell. <laughs> and she's kind of extra. And she's wearing like really high heels. <laughs> she kind of clacks over to you. and Oh, you're much taller than I imagined you'd be. <laughs> I love it. Okay, great. So here's the deal. Um, Your father's a bastard. I agree. I don't like doing business with him. And if you gotta be like him, you can turn your little tail right around and wander back out through my door. You don't have anything to worry about. I think we have uh, similar feelings about my father. Give me a persuasion roll. 16. Okay. So we are like the same right now. So she's like, "Mm, fair enough. We'll see. We'll see how we do. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll see how we do. Mm -hmm. And she she says, right this way, let me show you some of the merchandise and uh, what you'll be doing today. I'll just have you... Um, minding the shop in the front, which I've seen you in your father's shop. I know you're capable. And now you think back on it, you have seen her occasionally in the shop, probably talking to your father about 
like the exchange of goods, and he has never been kind to this woman, like ever. <laughs> I'm gonna take her aside, and I'm gonna kind of tell her like where I'm at. Okay. So, Twinkle, I'm gonna be real with you. I'll, I'll be real with me. I like real. Uh, my dad's giving the business to my idiot brother. Real? A human? Hmm. The one who goes around town telling women that he is, and I quote, the best little slice of heaven they will ever get. Yeah, I don't like to think about it. Um, what I want to do is I want to try and convince him that I'm capable of running this business. And if I can get this business, I really want to try and help you in any way I can. So if you can help me right now, I would really appreciate it. Well, I'm going to be really upfront with you, darling. We don't get as much business as your father does. Uh, mostly I just want someone here in the afternoons. So I don't have to be here, you know? I can help you with that. So, if I can, you know, trust you to mind the store, make sure things don't go missing, uh, and, you know, show the best qualities of goods at Twinkles, if I can uh, be assured that you will be doing that, then I will pay you your three gold for the day. Mm-hmm. But it is only a temporary job. It's nothing flashy for now. It's you know, I expected just someone who had no idea what they were doing. When I got you, it was just a bonus. <laughs> Darling. Stand. So. I don't know why this is the voice, but this is the voice. I love it. So. <laughs> Darling, so what we're going to do here, I'm going to show you around the store. Uh, We're going to talk a little shop. And if I find out you tell any of my secrets or anything like that to your father, I'll cut out your little tongue. Fair? Oh, totally fair. Okay. Love this She's song. like significantly smaller than you as well. Oh, like You're like towering over her, but she still holds herself as if she's a big dog. Trust me, if we if I get this business, I'm going to do whatever I can to help make this better for you. Well, I wouldn't hold my breath on that, but that is um if you instead specific. want to kick his ass in a competition, then you know, we welcome that here at Twinkles. We like a good competitive spirit. So, what we're going to do here, I'm going to show you around the shop and then she shows you around the shop. So a lot of what she has, uh, whereas your dad kind of specializes in, like, the taboo and the dark and the... Uh, she is kind of on the opposite spectrum, where she has a lot of really rare healing items and, like, um, a lot of beautiful, sparkly, like, high-powered magical gems and, you know, like, really specialized, ritzier items. Like, just, you get the idea. Like, it's... So I guess my question is, so... Clearly, like, there's a com- competition here, but they sell vastly different items. But they I do. know why there's, like, such a competition between them. Uh, give me a history check. Let's see. 16? That's enough to know that, that uh, your father and she used to date. <laughs> Power move. I love it. <laughs> and then they had uh, disagreements about where to take their business. They were, at one point, business partners, also mm-hmm. dating. Mm-hmm. And their business at the time fell apart because they had, very obviously, vastly different ideas about where to take the business. She wanted to stay in a very legitimate way. Your father had some darker motives. So there's nothing like that she she doesn't have like any kind of items that he's like, I want that, but he wants all of her items. Okay. But she wants none of his. Okay. Like the only reason she would ever go to him is if he happened to find and occasionally you do. Like you'll go out on these missions and you'll find items that normally your father wouldn't carry in his shop because it's just not his jive. She'll hear about it and try to haggle those items from him and he'll always like gouge her. Kind of deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that kind of a relationship. Mm. Whereas, like, you know, if she found a really dark item, she'd probably go to him with it and be like, I don't have a use for it. So, knowing this, I'm going to cut her a deal and tell her, just tell her, like, next time I'm out and I find something that is more in line with your work, I want you to know that I'll be bringing it here. And if you can keep that between us, that'll be great. Consider it kept, darling. I love it. I love it. 
I love this rebellion thing you're doing. Work it. <laughs> you know, if he's not going to give me the business, I might as well make his life difficult. That's what I said. Yes, we are definitely on the same page. I love it so much. So, this is what we're doing. She kind of shows you around. And she does have, like, very high quality goods. Uh, it's very well organized. Less gloomy in here than your father's shop. Your father's shop ha- kind of has, like, a foreboding. Whereas, like, kind of fun and glitzy in here. Like, um, the, the aura is just so much more welcoming. And whereas occasionally your father will be like, if you see any riffraff in the store, kind of scoot them out. It doesn't matter, like, as you're here and she's kind of training you throughout the day, you'll see she welcomes everybody the same way. Mm. It's very bright and accommodating. And you can see that she is definitely a salesperson at heart, but she's not slimy about it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like she just likes to talk to people. Mm. All right. So that's the vibe you get. All right, cool. And she does that with you for most of the day. Give me... This is what we'll do for funsies. Give me a performance check to see how well you do today in the store. Dirty 20. Dirty 20! She's impressed. So, you know, the end of the day comes. You spend most of the day here, I, I would assume. And she starts closing up shop and dusting things up, and she says, Well, darling, I have to tell you, I'm very impressed. It's clear that you were born to be a salesperson. You definitely did a great job selling that broomstick, that flying broomstick to that young couple. They are going to love that for their honeymoon. So good. Well done. Just a little concerned about what they're actually going to do on the music or with it. Oh, that is their business for certain. (laughs) So, whatever they want, they bought it. (laughs) Don't accept any returns for them. Oh, I don't anyway. It's on the sign, and you look up and it says no returns, no refunds, no exceptions. (laughs) I love this woman. It's like just one of those. Like, she points up and it's all glittery and shit. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I'm not a... I don't take returns at all. We would never have any business here. We'd have people returning gems without any spells in them. You know we would. Oh, absolutely. People, Look, people are shady. They can be so shady. Anyway, so here's, here's your three gold as a group. You did a wonderful job. If you'd like to try again tomorrow, I will feel comfortable leaving you in the store on your own if you want. Or if not... You know, either way, you're an entirely capable young person. I don't see I don't see why your father's such an idiot, honestly. Well, I mean, we both know why he's such an idiot, don't we? Well, that's aside from the point. Hey, I wish me luck in getting this business. Oh, you don't need luck, darling. You need a miracle. That man is more stubborn than the goddess of death. Yeah. Once he has his talons on an idea, he does not let it go. Well, hope for both of us. Like I said, I think you'd do better here. Maybe change your focus. While I understand you want that one, you know, maybe consider opening your own shop, you know? I'll consider it. Thank you. Absolutely. See you tomorrow, darling. And she kind of just uh, pops on her way out, you know, lets you out, locks the door behind you kind of deal. And you, know, you feel pretty accomplished. It's been a good day. Not anything, really, like being in your father's shop. Not only was the environment different, the clientele was different. The whole atmosphere is, like, totally separate. Mm-hmm. And you can see why they wouldn't have gotten on as business partners. <laughs> yep. All right, cool. So I'm probably going to go back home. Okay, so you go back home. Are you trying to be sneaky about it? Fuck it, no. No? Okay, you go right in. And as you're coming out, well, as you're going in, your uh, good-for-nothing brother is also coming in. He's already kind of sloshed. You can tell just by smelling him that he's a little bit drunk. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees you and he goes, Hey, sis! What are you doing? Look at you! You want to come party with your brother? Ah, let's celebrate! It'll what? be a big deal. You and me, 
Partners in business forever. You know, mostly me, but also you. Never in a million years of bumbling imbecile. Oh, come on. Don't be like that. We used to have so much fun. Uh, we clearly have very different memories and ideas of fun. No, you know, we'd go outside and we'd play. You know, we'd play with sticks. Yeah, you mean like when you jab me in the eye with that? That was an accident. Come on. I was aiming for your face. (laughs) So much better. Yeah. Go to hell. Goodbye. I mean, maybe. Maybe that'll be fun. You know? I'll be going on all the adventures now with Dad, you know? To retrieve all the inventory. That's gonna be the big job. Yeah, well, um, I hope you, uh, you know, listeners, I really, really hope you live up to its standards. And if you don't, well, well, wish you luck. Alright, goodbye. Good, nice talking to you. Well, if I don't, I'll just have you. You know? Sure, you That's do. why we're good partners. Yeah. Partners. Great partners. Yeah. Great. I mean, Great you know, partners. my face will just be on the business. You know, you'll be like the silent partner, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because everyone wants to see this. <laughs> everyone, absolutely. The ladies love this face. Oh, is that what your last girlfriend said to you? Or? Yeah. Oh, wait, you didn't. I don't think you've had one, right? Sorry, hon. Uh, okay, well, let me see if he's smart enough to realize you're making fun of him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Uh, hey, that's not very nice. I don't see you with flocks of men either, or women. I don't know what you do. Mm-hmm. Judge your life. Oh, ow. Ow. That, <laughs> oof. that hurts. Yeah, you know, it will. It'll hurt a lot when I'm sitting on piles and piles of money, and you're not. And he just kind of wanders past you. Well, hope <laughs> one goes up your ass. Asshole. <laughs> so you wonder, yep. As you wonder, and your father also kind of meets your brother at the door, mm. and he kind of, kind of just totally ignores you, just <laughs> wraps his arm around your brother, and he starts talking to him about different business stuff. Mm-hmm. Your brother's just kind of nodding along drunkenly. You know, he's getting none of it. Mm. But he's saying things like, "Son, tonight you and I are going to go down to the vault. I'm going to go get. I'm going to go get the uh, the dagger I was talking to you about." You know, like a big inheritance that'll officially mark you as head of the family, and uh, we're gonna go, we're gonna we'll get that done for you. But first, I have a few other things to talk about, so let's go to my drawing room. And he kind of leads them off to wherever his drawing room is in the mansion that is your home. <laughs> it's a big fucking home. What do I know about this dagger? You don't know much. Okay. Uh, you can roll me a history check, and I'll see what I can give you, but uh, to date, to date, you haven't rolled well, so you won't know more now than you... You know what right. I mean? No, I know. You know it's a dagger, mm. you know it's in the vault, you know it's important to your dad. Okay. All right. You're not 100% sure what it's special, you know your dad supposedly found it on one of his trips, mm. and for some reason talks about it like it's super special, but mm. you don't know why. All right. All right. So do you go back to your room? What are you doing? You know that they're going off for their little man party or whatever? So from what I've heard here, this like he's going to be dealing with this inheritance thing like later tonight, or is he doing this right now? It doesn't seem like they're going to the vault right now. Okay. You know that they're going to your father's study, which is in the opposite side of the house. You go to the vault. Okay. So you go to the vault. Are you being sneaky about it, or are you just going down there balls to the wall? I'll be sneaky. Okay. You need a stealth roll? Give me a 10. Okay. You're not as sneaky as you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You bump into a few of the servants who are like, Oh, sorry, miss. Sorry, so sorry. Where are you going? What, what are you up to? And there's like a, an especially pleasant footman who's like one of your favorite who runs in here. He's like, Oh, hey, it's so super good to see you. And he's, he's a gnome. What are you, uh, what are you doing on the side of the, of the mansion? I never see you over here this time of night. I thought you'd be out maybe having a nice drink, you know? I know you had a rough day. I'm sorry about the other day at dinner. You know, I, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to clear my head, you know? 
Yeah, you know, I never really get to experience this house, you know. But like, yeah, are you sure you don't want to go with me? And we could go get a drink. I won't tell your dad, and we don't have to tell him. And we can just go get a drink, have a fun time, get all about it, go on dancing. What do you say? No, it's good. I just, I think I just need some time to myself, you know. All right, man. You know what? I get that. I get that. That's good. That's good. That's good. Give me a perception roll. Or not perception. Persuasion. Because it's the other P word that I wanted. Fifteen. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. You know, this morally, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I get it. You know, my dad disowned me when I was about your age, so you gotta get what you can get, you know? It'll be alright. It'll be alright. Thanks, bud. Yeah. He just kinda wanders off, waves. You, you think he might actually kind of have a thing for you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds alright. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's a gentleman about it, he's not your brother, so. <laughs> How would that work? What? No. I'm gonna go. I mean, if you want to sit here and get into details, that's you. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Next episode. Next episode. How gnomes and tieflings. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's plenty of very IRL. There's plenty of very short people who are with very tall people. It's the same way. Same minus the tail. He doesn't get lost in there. He does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's gross. Um, so. So you wander down the hall. Some people do stop you, ask you questions. You're very noticed. It's pretty obvious. But you do get to, you know, the general area where your father's vault is. It's down in the lower parts of the floors, obviously. And you get to the room where you're fairly certain your father keeps the vault. But you can't remember where he keeps it. So you walk in and it's just a room with, you know, it's got like a big painting behind like it's like a desk with a big painting behind mm. the chair like it, it looks like one of his offices but you know this is like his i'm gonna say counting room for lack of a better term okay whereas like he's got also he's got a counting room and he has a study and this is where like a lot of times your mother will sometimes do the books mm. but you know usually people aren't in here unless they're doing some sort of math or whatever mm. but you don't immediately see the vaults and you realize suddenly like oh you've never actually been in the vault mm. Like, you've had no purpose to do that. Right. They don't generally let you handle the money. Or the special items that you found in trips. Like, that's taken care of. Mm. So you get in, and it's just, like, a big walnut desk, leather chair, and, like, a big painting of your family. Actually, let's say it's, like, your great-grandfather. Like, a big oil painting of your great-grandfather who founded mm. the, the shop in the first place. Mm. Kind of deal. Mm-hmm. It's very stern-looking tiefling man wearing the family crest which is like a, a ram with blood red roses on its horn mm-hmm. kind of deal like this is clearly like a masturbatory kind of piece mm-hmm. you know what i mean so there's that on one wall and on the other wall there's shelves of what appear to be like books over the years you know for the shop and different things like that so it looks like fairly standard stuff in here okay okay if you want to roll me an investigation to try and find something anything that might help you figure out where this special item would be 10 Okay. So that is enough for you to, you wander over to the bookshelves and you start like running your fingers over it, like over the books, and like dust kind of comes off as you touch all the books. Uh, and then you get to one and it's just strangely not as dusty as all the other books mm-hmm. and a little more plain looking. Mm-hmm. And you kind of pull on it and the bookshelf sort of swings open like in a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Nice. Okay, go in. You're just going to go in? No. Okay. Investigate situations. You're gonna investigate like anything, like okay. anyone in there, any traps, anything like that. Eighteen. Yeah, that's enough to to immediately see a tripwire on the ground mm. in the main hallway. Like you start to head in, you're like, wait, this seemed too easy. Mm. You look down, and there's a fairly obvious tripwire like right there in the hall. Mm. And you look at it, and you see that if you had tripped it, that daggers would have come out of the wall at you. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I assume you probably like. 
you can either disconnect the strap or just step over it. Step over it. Okay, so you step over it and kind of proceed down this dark long hall. Mm-hmm. And it starts getting kind of small and tight, almost to the point of claustrophobia. Like, it gets darker, smaller, colder. You're like, I don't like this. Where is this going? And then, just when you're like, I think I should just turn around. There's no way this is a vault. What the fuck is this? What is this in my house? <laughs> like, when it suddenly opens up uh, into, like, the same sort of sized room as you were just in. Mm-hmm. As you walk in, it seems like there's some sort of a magical cantrip on the candles in here because as you walk in they all light so you can see that there's a very large metal door this appears to be the actual vault itself and on the vault there's like a have you ever looked at one of those rolly locks that has the alphabet on it it has like four of those like a through z rolly locks and then there and then like the family crest is like right above the rolly locks that's what you see right off the bat Okay. I'm investigating season anything else. See. Okay. 13. That's enough. So you're looking around and you're like, this is weird. And you wander up closer, like, realize that it's all the alphabets. You're kind of like playing with it. Realize it's all the alphabets. And it's to the left of it that you notice there's actually a little bronze plaque that's so small you almost would have missed it. Mm-hmm. Like if you weren't kind of looking around the area. Mm-hmm. And there's a poem written on it. And it says, Just as the roses have their thorn, each Blackwood member with these are born. Want me to read to you again? Yeah. Just as the roses have their thorn, each Blackwood member with these are born. And you see that the vault has four mm-hmm. little rollers. So like a code, like four letters need to go in there. We're all tieflings. We all have horns or tail. But my brother's not a tiefling. So we want a horn or tail. I'll try horn. Okay. Uh, or you could try tail. Right? I'll try horn first. Okay. So you roll H-O-R-N and you hear click. And the door opens. Oh, shit. So smart. And you have a weird realization. I don't think Lars is my brother. <laughs> God fucking damn. <laughs> Each Blackwood member of these are born. It's been true up until him. So Either this- someone boned a human or wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how that would work, but I don't. Nothing makes sense in D&D. Nothing makes sense. It's all magic and shit. That's why it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you wander into the vault as this very large door click, 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 click. Mm-hmm. And you hear a bunch of hard locks chug their way in. Mm-hmm. And the door swings forward. Mm-hmm. And it opens into this room. And it feels kind of like, I assume you've seen the Sword in the Stone at some point in your life. King Arthur, Sword in the Stone, Merlin the Wizard. I'm like familiar with it, but I don't think you've seen it. Okay. There's a moment in, this, in that movie where there's just the sword... Is in the stone and it's just backlit. Uh, yeah, I know the exactly. only, yeah. yeah, I know exactly. Or like that moment in Aladdin where the lamp is just lit and there's yeah. nothing. It's kind of that moment where it's just like you look in and the first thing you immediately see is this dagger like in the center, like on a pedestal, like lit. Mm. And and it's got like a it's like got like a leather scabbard with a nonagon on it. And you're like, what the fuck? And it looks kind of to your eyes, it looks kind of beat up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like it should be as special as your dad seems to be making it seem. Mm-hmm. Give me a perception check. Thirteen. So you look around, and there are so many other objects here that could be worth more than mm-hmm. your father's quote-unquote inheritance. And you're not sure if maybe your father is like blown this thing up because he doesn't want to give away the actual inheritance, mm-hmm. which would be kind of like him. You'd be like, oh, this thing is awesome, and it's garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's he's talked this thing up, mm-hmm. and you know, there's plenty of other valuable things here you could also take. If you felt so inclined. But you did come down here with a mission. Okay. So, like, you can see, like, there are bags of gold and, you know, different items that when you've gone out in trips for merchandise Mm -hmm. are stored down here. So as you sell things, replenish, you know, someone 
will come down to the vaults, take items as needed, and put them on display in the shop. So, like, you see different things that you picked up over the years carefully preserved here and, like, itemized and categorized. I'm going to take some of the gold, but okay. only, like, I'm going to take, like, not so much that it's clear that there's some missing. Okay. Give me a slight hand check. 16? Yeah, that's enough to make it look like you didn't move anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of skim a little off the top. Cool. Yeah. Love it. Uh, we'll say that you get like, 150 gold. Sick. Cool. There are all different items in here. Even some items that you see and you're like, oh shit, those are some things that Twinkle was looking for and Dad just decided not to give them to her out of spite. <laughs> he has no purpose for them. They're just sitting down here and collecting dust. Mm-hmm. But he won't give them to her. Mm-hmm. All right, so you see this beautiful weapon all on display. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, I'm going to investigate it a little bit and make sure that nothing's going to happen if I take this. Okay, give me an investigation. That is a... 19. That is... That's just a regular investigation, right? As opposed to... Like, from, you're not checking to see if there's magic, you're checking to see if there's, like, a physical trap. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I had the right thing. Yeah, so it doesn't look like there's... It doesn't look loose, it doesn't look like there's any wires, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like the thing it's sitting on is pressurized at all. So it seems pretty safe for you to take. Well, now I'll do an arcana check. If you want. Never mind, that's a five. It looks fine. <laughs> it's fine to me. Alright, fuck it, I'm gonna take it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you take it. I hide it, like, in the strip. Like, I don't know if I'm wearing pants or, like, what I'd be wearing, but it's gonna be... Oh, you didn't describe to me what you're wearing, so you can just tell me you're wearing pants and I'll say that you are. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, like, in, like, the strap, but, yeah. like... Okay. I assume you're kind of dressed like you would have been dressed to make sales at Twinkle's shop. Mm-hmm. People was dressed very nicely, but you could have been dressed in a pretty modest sort of, like, yeah. pantaloons and blouse and, like, nice boots. And yeah, that's probably that's what I would do. more, like, higher class looking because it's higher class materials but like nothing crazy right so you put it in your belt mm-hmm. roll like, me out of the way, out of the way. Okay. yeah roll me roll me um like a dex check not a save but a check 16 yeah that's enough to feel that it feels like it's vibrating in your hands okay. as you touch it like it's alive okay really weird as you get close you see that there's the beautifully etched nonagon mm-hmm. do you leave it in a scabbard or are you pulling it out of a scabbard to look at it or are you just taking it and putting it in your pocket and then Take it and dip. Okay. So as you start to leave, uh, give me a perception check. Ten. Okay. Everything seems clear. So you start... <laughs> you start uh, wandering up back up the hallway, I assume. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just going... I don't know what you're planning to do. Yeah, I probably just okay. Start going back up the hallway. Are you being stealthy about this, or are you just going? I'm stealthy. Okay. Sixteen. So you start going down the hallway, and suddenly, almost like right on top of you, you hear your brother and your father's voices. Mm-hmm. And your father sounds aggravated and saying, I can't understand why, why my warnings don't go off right now. That doesn't make any sense. There should be no one down in the vault. So let's go check. It's probably just a bug. And you manage to like blend into this, like, there's not a whole lot of space in these hallways. And to the point where like your, your brother's girth almost brushes against your arm, but somehow they don't notice you. You've just like evaporated and they don't see you at all. They're very focused on whatever task it is. Like your father saying something about, a warning spell, and you're like, shit. <laughs> and he has passed you into the vault, but you managed to sneak by. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume you continue. Yeah. Okay, so you continue forward. Are you still being stealthy, or are yeah. you just running? Continue. Give, give me a second stealth roll, just to see how well this goes. Dirty 20. Yeah, absolutely. You make it out, they don't even seem any of the wiser, mm-hmm. and you kind of just stuff this in your pants, I assume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't want to be like, ha-ha, dangling it anywhere. As you wander through this mansion. And not long after you make your way out, you can hear your father shouting, like, angrily, like, furious. He has discovered that his priceless item is missing, and your brother's kind of joining him in, like, hackathon, and like, This is an outrage! My inheritance! 
Call, call the guard immediately. I like, close the bookshelf. <laughs> you close the bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure they can get out from the inside, but you know that's a later problem. I mean, they definitely can. Um, uh, it's gonna take an extra step though to get it out. <laughs> give me, give me a sleight of hand to see how quietly you close this door. <laughs> Silent. It doesn't even make, doesn't even make a clicking latch sound. You're like, hi. He kind of just wander. But, you know, muffled, you can still hear them shouting. And it seems like before you shut the door that some guards probably did hear them because you start to hear kind of like a, like a footsteppy, like hurried sort of sounds like in the floors above you as you kind of hightail it out of there, like Stelvia's book. Yeah. And nobody kind of even really bats an eye at you except for your footman friend who sees you coming uh, out from the direction that the guardmen are kind of running in and he just kind of looks at you. He goes, you want all the hullabaloo is about? This one die? Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, God. That's a lot of guards. I'm gonna go make sure all the silver where it, this is where it belongs so I'm not in trouble. And he starts wandering off to check the kitchen to make sure the silver isn't stolen so You're he's doing not in trouble. Buddy. You're doing so great, buddy. <laughs> you deserve a raise. <laughs> Tell your dad. <laughs> I will. Uh, and you wander on past. But no one no one would even think that you would take something from the vault. Yep. No one would even bat an eye. Mm. All right. No one would suspect you of that at all. Great. Yeah. So where do you go? Do you go to your room? Do you leave? Like, where are you going? I'm going to quickly run up to my room, just grab anything I would take with me to go for a trip. Okay. And dip. You dip. Okay. Dip. So you leave. Do you leave just the house or you leave the city or where are you going? I'm leaving the house. You said there are rooms of the Adventurers Guild. Oh yeah. There we go. Okay. But there are also taverns and inns if you want to stay with the taverns and inns. There are several throughout the city. I'll do actually an inn that would kind of be probably, is there any in the like area near where um, Twinkle's store would be? Yeah. Yeah. Seems like no one's really going over there. Okay. So I'm going to go over there. So it's not like, so Twinkle's store is kind of like in the middle of the road kind of area. So that'll be the Black Star. Okay tavern and it's not like super upper crust or anything like that but you know it's right in the middle of the road it's you know you're not gonna get bed bugs but you're also not gonna get breakfast in bed (laughs) whatever so you wander in and it's kind of a nicer establishment there's like just a big black star as the sign silver lettering that just says black star in and tavern there's a uh, pink-skinned tiefling male and he with uh, red eyes and dark hair and he's kind of cleaning you know, the bar top. It's, you know, it's uh, evening, so it, it's hopping. It's hopping in here. There's there's a bunch of different locals around, you know, just drinking, having a nice time. There's like a there's like a minstrel playing in the corner, but it's kind of like smooth jazz. There's kind of like a jazz bar in here. It's kind of, it's classy, but it's not like ridiculous. So mm-hmm. someone's in the corner playing something kind of nice, but it's not like the best music you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And everyone's kind of just quietly drinking their beverages in this soothing sort of environment. You know, there's some people with bent heads kind of talking over glasses. There's like a large Stone Obsidian fireplace where people are kind of just curled up and like swirling beverages and it's kind of a nice place. Okay. But uh, you can tell that the bartender is also the owner. He's, he's dressed kind of nicely. He's got like a, like a black button-up sort of blouse thing. It's tied at the top, that kind of look. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks over and he, at you and he smooths his hair, kind of checks his hair, floss it a little. Mm-hmm. His horns kind of curl like a ram's around his ears. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a little mustache, mm-hmm. like a little curly one. Mm-hmm. And he sees you and he says, I don't know what voice to give this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Actually, please <laughs> decide on your voice. I will. It's a Russian voice. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. 
Welcome to the Black Star. How am I to be helping you? Ah, uh, anything you got. Whatever, whatever you suggest for a drink. You're looking for drink or for room? Because he sees your bag. Both, actually, but for now, a drink, please. Excellent choice, madam. We do have room for tonight. Best drink of the house is the Dark Star cocktail. Sure. And he essentially gives you a, like a dark rum kind of drink mm. that is kind of sweet when you sip it. And if you swirl around your cup, it almost looks like stars. Mm. Pretty cool. Alright, cool. Pretty neat. So he takes your money and kind of gently gives you this drink. He's very delicate with all his movements. He's kind of graceful looking for mm. a tiefling. And then he just kind of goes back to like manning the bar and cleaning his cups. I'm gonna kind of like survey who's in the bar. Okay. Get like a feel for who's here. Sure, give me a perception check. Not 20. Net 20. You see everything. I see everything. Every detail on the floor. Every sketchy thing. <laughs> you do actually see a sketchy thing. There's a, in the corner, there's two people with their heads kind of bent together. Mm-hmm. And you can't hear what they're saying, but you can see that they exchange something across the table and they're both like sitting in there with their hoods kind of up. Mm-hmm. And you know, the room's kind of darker anyway. Like, it's not like black, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, in here, but it is kind of like dimly lit. Mm-hmm. And something gets passed between hands. You also see there's um, a couple of drow women talking amongst themselves in one corner, just quietly having drinks. Looks like they're catching up. Mm-hmm. There's uh, some, there's like a single goblin man kind of hunched over his drink, which is much larger than he is. Uh, there's a, like a moon elf sitting across from like a bugbear. And they just appear to be like having a meal and a conversation. Mm-hmm. Nothing super fantastical in here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So... Nothing crazy going on, so I guess I'm just gonna drink my drink. Sure. I'll go to my room. Give me a constitution save. 18. Oh yeah. This is a good ass drink. The bartender is uh, not overly heavy handed, mm-hmm. and your whole body just feels like warm, and you feel, for the first time in a very long time, kind of at peace. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I guess I'm just gonna go to my room and sure. go to bed. You go up to your room. You notice as you go up the stairs that the the ceiling in the main room, much like Hogwarts, kind of reflects the night sky. Mm-hmm. So as you go up, it's like a like a starry pathway. It feels like there is no ceiling as you go up to your room. Okay. It's a nice room. It's moderate. You know, nothing fancy, you know, but it's clean. Sheets are clean and white and soft. It's not as nice as what you're used to. Comparatively, it's probably kind of scratchy. Mm-hmm. But can't complain. You're silver. And you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Cool. What time would you get up the next morning? At eight. Okay, you get up at eight, and uh, you know, it's kind of quiet. It's always dark, mm. just the way the city is, but it's, it's probably before some people are really up in this town. Mm. Kind of get up. It doesn't appear that they serve breakfast here. The bartender is there, but he just seems like he's kind of cleaning, mm. you know, probably from the night before, just getting ready for open and prepping for lunch, it looks like. There's nothing fancy down here going on. Quiet. What time does Twinkles open? Uh, you could probably head over there. All right. You know, she'll probably be in there putting around. Okay, you go over to Twinkles. You go over to Twinkles, and the door is again, it's closed. Sign says closed, you see Twinkle kind of behind the door, doing what she does. She sees you, she goes, Oh, good morning! I didn't expect you! Why wouldn't you expect me? Well, because I heard you went missing last night. Maybe I went missing, maybe Where in the grapevine is, the Blackwood's daughter disappeared, as did the Blackwood's inheritance. Maybe and she kind of folds her hands and puts it under her chin. She's wearing, like, a million rings. She's wearing, like, a ring on every finger. Oh my God, She's that, that person. Oh my God, <laughs> can't always believe what the media tells you. Oh, it wasn't the media. I have very valuable sources. So show me the goods. Not showing you anything, but, uh, don't want to compromise any of the things I have. So you Got do it. have it. Very good. 
I thought so good for you. <laughs> you can do me a favor and keep that between us. That'd be very nice. There's no reason for me to rat you out. It inconveniences your father. So now I just have to figure out what I'm going to do from here. Well, you certainly can't stay here. I, I mean... Just, where am I going to go? I do have to warn you, he hasn't formed the guard. So they might be looking for you. Before I get out of here. You might want to leave. And I like you very much, but I cannot harbor a criminal in these walls. You know that would be terrible for business, and it is nothing personal because you are a doll. Before I go, um, do you have a pen and paper? Sure, and she, write a quick letter. she reaches underneath and, <clears throat> and hands you a very nice quill uh, that's like bedazzled, just like everything in the shop. Love this woman. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to write a letter. Um, okay. I have this like prepared, my brain's probably not going to come out. Right. So I'm going to address it to my parents. Um, maybe your mom and dad, Vicky and Kyle, or whatever the fuck I'm going to say. However, <laughs> however I would feel. Um, I, as you guys have probably guessed, I have left, and I don't think you guys can ever expect me coming back. I know all about Lars and the fact that he is in no way related to me, but I guess that doesn't matter anymore, considering you care more about him and his incapabilities in running the business than you do about me. Again, don't go looking for me, because you'll never find me, and you'll never hear from me again. Maybe you should have treated me a little bit better. Bye forever, Moira. <laughs> Bye forever, Moira. Spitefully signed. <laughs> Spitefully signed. I like it. Okay, so you roll it up, and where do you, what are you doing with this letter? Um, I actually hand it to Twinkles and say, just give it to the first guard you see. Well, I'll have someone give it to the first guard they see. Like I said, bad for business, sweetie. Fair enough. <laughs> It's nice, uh, nice doing this. She kind of pats your cheeks, you know, like a, in like a weird grandmother-y kind of way. Yeah. She's got these very long pink painted nails. Just, mm-hmm. But it was nice while it lasted. You know, you're going to do fine. Don't be scared. And you might want to get out of here with your hood up if you got a hood. I definitely do. Because they're definitely looking for you. I said Mike because I didn't want to worry you, but they're definitely looking. Your, your dad is furious. Like, it was great. He was so angry. Uh, oh, you really made my morning, dear. <laughs> um, I'll be sure to send some business your way. Please. And, you know, if you ever happen to sneak back into the city, let me know, because, you know, I'm always looking for capable adventurers to bring back merchandise. I'll see what I can find on my uh, travels out. Good luck to you, dear. Right. And, you know, your parents may have been terrible, but you're not. And you don't have to be. I appreciate that. Good luck to you. And she kind of, she kind of like pets you, like in a, in a way that feels kind of grandmotherly and affectionate and genuine, mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah. Because you don't generally get that. Mm-hmm. And I assume you take off? Oh, I take off. Are you going to be sneaky? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Sneaky boy. Me too. Yeah, you, you a sneaky boy. The dem guards are looking, but they ain't looking in the right direction. It's like this comedy of errors where they're just kind of bumbling over each other with like, a wanted poster with your face on it. Oh god, it could make you pretty. <laughs> nope, you uh, you look pretty rough actually in this uh, rendering that they've done of you. But it's everywhere, and there are guards everywhere. Twinkle was not kidding; they're everywhere. Hmm. She probably genuinely just did not want you to panic. <laughs> like, don't kill me with your weapon. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, so they're everywhere. They crawl over the city. They're looking for you. At one point, you even get a glimpse of your your father, kind of angrily marching around door to door with your poster, demanding that they that they not harbor you. 
(laughs) (laughs) But you managed to slip out of the the city, which is pretty amazing, considering there's a very large guard guard presence here in in, uh, Delbao. And as you leave, you know, you've left before, Mm. but it's always a shock when you leave Mm. Delbao, because you go from constant night to the sudden bright realization of day. Mm. Well, tell me, I mean, do you take the port side? Like, through a boat, crossing over to Dawn's Keep? Or do you travel the opposite way, towards the Silent Sea? And, and like the fastest way would be to Dawn's Keep, but I wasn't sure which way you would, you would travel to exit the city. Fastest way to get out. Okay. So you go out through the port then, um, and cross Crescent Bay mm-hmm. uh, on a ship. Uh, I assume you ferry your port, whoever will take you. Mm-hmm. Kind of negotiate your way out as if you're fleeing a country. Literally, you are. Yeah, you're fleeing right. a province, basically. And you you leave the darkness of Ithelbao into the almost unbearable heat and sunshine of Palor's province. Okay. It's very. It's literally the sun god. So you go from the moon goddess to the sun god's province, mm-hmm. and it's two different worlds. Just people here. You get looks. You're not used to that. You mm-hmm. get some curious gawking. Or some frightened gawking sometimes as you make your way through the province of Pelor. But you also make friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you manage to to go to different guilds, different adventure guilds. You run into the the sister guild of the one in Sahain, which is in Pelor's province. Mm-hmm. And ironically enough, uh, the s- literal sister of the guild owner, <laughs> an orc female, mm-hmm. hooks you up with a room. So you make your way. Mm-hmm. And one day, as you're perusing through one of these adventure guilds, you come across a poster. And it's a very familiar handwriting that you see on this poster for one of the jobs. And you realize it's for Twinkle. And she's asking for a very specific rare magical item in a town called Sart, all the way in the province of Brigantia. She's looking for this magical flower called a fly-by-night flower. It can only be obtained during a certain festival. I'll take it. Take it. And you present it, and you're given the job. And this is where Moira's story, many years later, I would think. How many years do you want to say pass between this Moira that has made her way doing whatever she had to to survive versus the Moira that left Ithilbao? So the way that I'm thinking about it is I would think the Moira just kind of the adventuring and just kind of stewing and like feeling like, why wasn't I worthy of, you know, my parents' love? Why wasn't I worthy of running this business? Why... Why was I never enough? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she'd really just kind of stew in that. Honestly, to get to the point where she's at, it would probably be maybe like two or three years. Two or three years. Yeah. Okay. So it's two or three years before you actually see this job posting for Twinkle, mm-hmm. which startles you. I would say two or three years past, you're probably at this point in, I would say, Pan's province mm-hmm. when you actually get the, the note to mm-hmm. go to Brigantia's province and, and retrieve this item. Mm-hmm. And you're startled to see... Twinkle's handwriting. It's mm-hmm. been many years, but you accept the job. It's well paid. You know that she will pay whatever she's offered as well. She's mm-hmm. honest businesswoman. And you take this job to start. And that is where Moira's story meets the other heroes of Magath. And then she becomes <laughs> an asshole. Oh no! Because she's dead inside. Well, I mean, we can fix it. We can fix it! That's character growth. That's all. <laughs> hey, it's Moira, your favorite blue bitch. Thanks for listening to another episode of Natural Fun. If you want to learn more, follow us on Twitter at NaturalFun1. If you want to support our podcast, which I know you obviously do, you can help us by sharing our podcast, finding us on Patreon, or rating us five stars on Pinecast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Take a long rest and catch us again every other Sunday, or I'll beat your ass. <laughs>